celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM as well. Well, today's the ninth day of November. 1192023 is your date. We welcome you to the show as we ramp it up. For another weekend covering the great sport of Kings, Las Vegas style. And we welcome everybody not only listening here in Las Vegas, but of course worldwide on the many different platforms and streaming that we have. Our streaming networks that include our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. And your iPhone and your Android with the phone app, the KSHP app. Get it at your app store. Put your app on your phone and you can hear us now. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. So simply put, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Race Day Show. All right. Yes, Virginia, there is racing after the Breeders' Cup, and it comes up this weekend. And we have uh, some unfinished business, I think, before the year is out, don't we? I mean, we've got a Del Mar a fall season coming up. That starts tomorrow. And we got some uh, the final uh, rack of grade one races at, uh, at the Big A at Aqueduct coming up yet. Uh, and uh, Churchill Downs, you know, they're going to have a big uh, Thanksgiving weekend of uh, stakes races. It's just, so we still got a lot of, lot of good stuff. And, of course, our thoughts and debates now after Breeders' Cup and those championship races. Who, who is going to be Horse of the Year? Hmm, now we can start contemplating that as well. So we welcome you to the show. Uh, weather here in Las Vegas, always going to be goody. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're getting into the typical uh, kind of uh, late fall, early winter type of stuff. Right now, uh, 14 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time, it's 52 degrees, but it's sunny. 52, sunny. I'm going to be that way all day. Yeah. Sunshine, highs in the upper 60s, lows in the low 40s. Yep. And that looks just simply the way you can just put a carbon copy on that for the rest of the weekend. So it's going to be good, just in case you want to come on up here. And by the way, Las Vegas, 
is getting ready and bracing for the Formula One race. We are going to host the Formula One race, and that racing goes right down the center of the most famous boulevard in the nation, the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, man, is this going to be something. They have been preparing for this a tremendous amount of money in building, uh, building not only the grandstands that go along the Strip, the lighting that goes along the Strip, the um, big pit area that they built, the big, uh, you know, pit cl- uh, club area that they put there. I mean, they have spent gargantuan amounts of money for the very first Formula One race ever here in Las Vegas. And that's coming up uh, next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's going to be a lot of fun, too. So we got a lot of good stuff happening here, that's for sure. All righty. Now, as far as the weather is around the country, up and down the Pacific Coast, clear as a bell. However, racing doesn't start till tomorrow, Del Mar. Should be clear, though, too, for tomorrow. Uh, Gulf Coast, clear. Atlantic Coast is clear. However, I understand that there is a front coming in and through. It's already hit uh, Saratoga, our good man, uh, Jonathan Hardoon says. And um, it's about, he says, uh, ready to hit the city. So we'll wait and see what's going to happen with the weather conditions there at Aqueduct today. Want to thank Jonathan Hardoon. By the way, if you don't listen to the Wednesday shows because you say, well, the handicappers aren't, you know, there's no, oh, you were wrong. You should listen every day. And if you were listening to the show and say, when are they getting around to the handicapping? We got it in as the final segment, the final minute of our show. We said, well, Jonathan, give us a horse for today. And he obliged. In the fourth race yesterday, Jonathan gave us Malibu Smart. That horse reported home under Rafael Bejarano as a winner and paid $19.92. And I'm sure when Jonathan gets on, he'll uh, note the same thing that I noted. When this horse entered the starting gate, was 6-1. to one. 6-1. to one. And this is one of those cases where a horse went up in price instead of down after they opened the starting gate. But Jonathan has a theory about that, and we'll get to him a little bit later. $19.92 for the win there from Jonathan yesterday on the show. So you better be listening every day. You never know. You might miss something that's really, really good. All right. As far as the weather, though, is concerned around the country for today, looks pretty good. Uh, of course, over Texas, there's a lot of rain stuff going on that uh, gets into Louisiana and uh, Missouri. But uh, for the most part, it's okay. Up north of the border, however, uh, they're already getting snow. Snow north of the border. So we'll see what happens there at Woodbine today uh, as well. So on today's show, we got Jonathan Hardoon back. John Lindo is going to be along with us to talk a little bit about Del Mar and the opening there. Jerry Jackowitz, of course, will stop by. We'll get his Breeders' Cup thoughts because we didn't get it yesterday. His uh, kind of a Breeders' Cup wrap-up from his point of view. And, of course, a pick from him. And uh, we are waiting to get a Woodbine pick from Ernie Perry. Since uh, the weather is pretty bad up there, he has not posted any uh, picks for today. So we'll wait and see. If they post it during the show, we'll give it to you for a Woodbine pick for today. The news, however, does center around uh, Del Mar. Uh, But it doesn't center around the opening of the meet tomorrow. Now, you know Del Mar will host the 2024 Breeders' Cup. That's already been decided. 
But yesterday, they um, allotted the host site for the 2025 Breeders' Cup. And it's going back to Del Mar. Yes, Del Mar already set to host the 2024 Breeders' Cup. It was announced via a press release yesterday afternoon that uh, it's going to host the 2025. Now, the Breeders' Cup has previously been held at Del Mar in 2017 and then back in 2021. It comes back in 2024 and now in 2025. Back-to-back Breeders' Cups have been awarded to Del Mar. The last time a Breeders' Cup was held at the same venue in consecutive years was at Santa Anita when they hosted it in 2012, 2013, and uh, 2014. Now, of course, that was because of uh, some of the uh, situations that were going uh, on at the regular rotated racetrack in New York. Uh, There was uh, some sort of uh, um, labor or some type of dispute there. So Santa Anita got it 12, 13, and 14. And, of course, uh, they held the 40th Breeders' Cup uh, last week for a record 11th time. So a return to Del Mar back-to-back. Breeders' Cup now will be at Del Mar 2024, and it was announced yesterday 2025 as well. So Southern California Southern California is going to get the uh, Breeders' Cup three years in a row. And, of course, uh, we'll be waiting to see when it finally gets back to the rotations through uh, Kentucky with with Keeneland and, and uh, sometimes even Churchill Downs. Hey, how, maybe how about uh, getting it down to Florida again? The weather's always good there. And, of course, with the remodeling going on at Belmont Park, you got to think that as soon as that's done, Belmont will get back in the rotation. But for the next couple of years, it's going to be where the turf meets the surf and the championship racing at Del Mar for Breeders' Cup 24 and 25. Wow. All righty. Well, time to get started with our race day show for this almost Friday, Thursday. We'll be back with our handicappers, your racing menu, and all the other good stuff. So don't go away on a beautiful Thursday in your gaming capital. Exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Cup Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse players, it's another huge nighttime weekend of racing action at Los Alamitos with our first post set for shortly after the last daytime race at Del Mar. The best of quarter horse racing also continues at Los Alamitos, featuring two of night racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. 
The fun kicks off on Saturday night with a concert at the races prior to the first race. Country music artist Tyler Rich will perform a live concert at Los Alamitos prior to the first race. The concert will start at 4.30 p.m. with our first race getting underway shortly after. The first race on the card is a $50,000 event at 1,000 yards. For ticket information, visit NTL Racing. Also on Saturday night, get ready for sizzling quarter horse racing. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the Tyler Rich concert and the live racing action? The Vessels Club is a great table just for you. The reservations call 714-820-2681 or visit Bergart Sports Bar. The best of racing. It's always at Los Alamitos. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right back on race day las vegas a couple of quick notes the multiple grade one stakes winner Gunite has been retired uh, that happens at this time of the year right after breeders cup a lot of horses get retired and then their next career will be at Stud, and he's going to do that at Coolmore's Asford Stud in Kentucky. So that's good news there. And the Arizona Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association is scheduling to vote tomorrow on whether to extend an agreement with Turf Paradise. Remember that's going on there where they're not sure whether they're going to race there anymore and the new owner wants to, you know, you know, chop it up and make houses or whatever. I don't know. Anyhow... Uh, they're going uh, to see if they'll allow Turf Paradise to uh, import full card simulcasting signals to the state of Arizona. Uh, that's according to the uh, HBPA officials. Now, there are certain rules and regulations when each and every state, as far as the simulcasting from other racetracks going into a particular state, you must have a certain amount of live racing in that state. And with the uh, the uh, you know the uncertainty of what's going to go on with Turf Paradise now and their meet and their meet runs long it runs through the fall and right up to almost the Derby so uh, you know we'll wait and see uh, what's going on there as far as that but uh, well there's no racing right now at uh, Turf Paradise so we'll uh, we'll just see how that develops that's for sure for our fine folks and friends who are listening to us uh, from that uh, state full of cactus so to speak. Anyhow, here's the racing menu of tracks today. 
that are available in the Racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Remember, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're li listening here in Las Vegas, well, these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. Yeah. However, if you're listening on the many different platforms that we stream around the country, we know uh, you're in different time zones. Yeah. Maybe in different countries. So if that's the case, adjust to the Pacific time zone from wherever you're at. So you'll get the correct the correct start times for your wherever you're at. Because if you don't, you might miss something. And I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? So here's your menu for today. We begin with Aqueduct, the big A in New York. Aqueduct. Nine races today, and their first post time is 9.20. We'll get, uh, we'll get the latest on track conditions uh, there because uh, right now they say it's cloudy. They say by post time it'll be 60 degrees. But the track is still labeled fast and the turf courses are still labeled firm. Now there's only one race on each turf course. The outer turf course is scheduled to host the sixth race and the inner turf course uh, will host the eighth race if they stay on the turf, okay? It seems like they will because uh, the late scratches are uh, scratches for, uh, there's a lot in there that are for main track only. So they're going to keep them on the grass. Anyhow, Aqueduct, first post time, 920 for nine races. Laurel Park is next. Now, Laurel Park, uh, they've got a small pick six jackpot carry over 884 bucks. And their first post time at Laurel for eight races is at 925. Then we have Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley Race Course, pick six jackpot carry over there, $2,168. Eight races, first post time, 945. Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. Their pick six jackpot carryover today starts at $40,057. That's in the pot right now, $40,057. Nine races at Churchill, first post time, 10 a.m. Horseshoe, Indianapolis. They've got uh, nine races. The first eight races will be thoroughbreds, and the last race is going to be a quarter horse race. All right. And Horseshoe Indianapolis uh, first post time for the nine races, 11-10. Then we have Woodbine north of the border. And, yes, we do now have uh, Ernie Perry's clocker report for Woodbine today. So you're going to get something out of there. You will also be reminded they have two nice jackpot carryovers today at Woodbine. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $11,899. And their super high five jackpot carryover stands now at $409,656. First post time at Woodbine, eight races, 140. Penn National is next. Penn National has seven races. Their first post time is 3 p.m. And then you have Delta Downs. They have nine races. Delta Downs' uh, first post time is at 3.15. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown. Well, no, we don't. But uh, the next one up is Charlestown. We'll wrap it up with Remington. Charlestown has a pick six jackpot carryover, $30,942. Eight races, first post time, 4 p.m. And now we'll wrap it up with Remington Park. Remington, nine races. First post time is 5.05. That's your almost Friday, Thursday racing menu. Okay? All righty. Now I'm going to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. He's been patiently waiting there. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Good. Um, now, they, they think the weather at, uh, at Aqueduct, at least through the racing, is going to be okay. 
Well, it is overcast. I just spoke to someone at the track, and mm-hmm. they said it looks like rain is coming, but they did scratch all the MTOs, so yeah. uh, maybe they have a better weather report than we have. So, Well, the weatherman is not a 100% right handicapper either, you know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. All right, so we got the benefit of a better payoff than posted at post time for your winner yesterday. Yeah, unusual, Ralph. Around the turn, we didn't look like we were going anywhere. Uh, the odds seemed to go up, and uh, when the odds went up, he took off. So I know. That <laughs> was it. Was like it was fun to watch because when I was watching the fluctuating odds, I figured, well, you know, that makes sense because uh, this, uh, you know, Rafael Bejarano was already, um, you know, uh, uh, urging the horse to go, and it was like uh, not going. So, but uh, then no. uh, then he kicked in. <laughs> It must have been that sixth whip that he gave him that welcome. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hush up. Hi's uh, a listen- person might be listening out there. We don't, we don't want Bay Round to get in trouble for a winner uh, for us, but that $19.92 payoff, they do de- pay down to the penny there, so that's uh, that's good stuff. Get every every uh, penny that uh, you deserve, that's for sure. But uh, we, uh, we are running at Aqueduct today, and I got to tell you, you know, Mike Lipoli is such an interesting character of horse racing. And, he, you know, it, no matter what you think of him, he just has a passion for the sport. He backs it up with cash. He is, uh, you know, he invests a lot of money in the horses and all that. And he, he not only has a passion, but he drags along armies of people from family members, friends, etc. He's, he's just good for the game, but he's also... At very at times, very critical. You know, he's outspoken about it because he he really loves the sport, and when he thinks he sees something wrong, he wants to voice it and correct it. And uh, lately, he has been toying with the idea of starting uh, an organization of his own, right? An association of his own, right? Yeah, and uh, he, he last night on Twitter he nominated <laughs> himself commissioner. <laughs> so. Listen, you you said it, Ralph. He puts his money in the game. He's very passionate about it. When you when you invest so much money, you you shouldn't want to be hands on. You know, I mean, unless you're silly, what well, you know, you, you you make major investments. I understand he's wealthy to begin with, but that's not the point. You want to you know you want to protect your investments, and if you really love the game, you want to do what's best for the game, and you want to see it grow. You don't want to see it, you know ride off into the sunset and unfortunately over the last couple of years a lot of bad publicity and everything else but uh, he's trying to fix it and anyone that's trying to do something good for the game you can't complain about not if you love the game no we love the game right you may not agree of the way he wants to correct it but you gotta enjoy the passion and the fact that he wants to correct it now he, I read that tweet too, and I just started cracking up because we all know that his trials and tribulations through last year with Forte, and then his horse wins the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So, I mean, with a fantastic, I mean, a, a demonstrative win this year in the Breeders' Cup, you know that he's about ready to get on that roller coaster again, going through the Derby and all that stuff. So we're we're gonna enjoy the Rapoli-isms for through the next year for sure if uh, his horse, uh, you know, uh, God willing, stays, all the parts stay in the right place. But he, um, he, he wants to be, he nominated himself as commissioner of racing, not from 
commissioner of the association or the organization that he's trying to start, he's talking about being commissioner of racing, period, right? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but, but remember, it goes back before Forte because he had a similar situation with Uncle Mo. Oh, yeah. You recall yeah. He had a re- he had a scratch also, you know, close to the derby or whatever it was, yeah. and uh, that wasn't good. But uh, so he's been through this more than just the Forte situation, and uh, you know, hopefully this year this horse stays sound, and uh, let's see how good he is. Maybe a third time will be the charm for Rapoli. You think? Yes, sir. Well, let's hope so. He's uh, he's just good for the game, and and I noticed. Noticed that uh, this past year, I think it was at Del Mar, he had a couple of two-year-olds that ran at Del Mar, and some of them won. So he's kind of, do you think he's like branching out a little bit, maybe to throw a little uh, stable there on the West Coast? I don't know, but you're right. This was the first year I actually saw him have two-year-olds out yeah. here. And, uh, you know, maybe he wants to spread. Guess what? That's great news for Southern California because uh, – even tomorrow, Delmar opening day card, they have four races with six horses in it. Yeah. So uh, th- that's not encouraging. Well, you know, it's the fall meet. And I know for a fact, uh, logistically, that uh, since the meet is short and then they go right back to Santa Anita and it's the holiday season and all that, uh, the horsemen don't move their stable down to Del Mar like they do during the summer meet. So there's going to be a lot of transporting up and down the 405 of horses coming from like San Luis Rey and <clears throat> maybe Los Alamitos and San Anita stable area to come on down there. Uh, to uh, But I understand that San Anita, well, I'll get that from John Lindo, but I think San Anita is going to either close the racetrack or, or some of the barn area, etc. I, I read somewhere where they're going to put a, a, a tapita racetrack in the in the inside in the training track, and to do that they have to close something down for a while. So we'll wait and see. I'll I'll get that from John. But nevertheless, uh, we got <clears throat> we're starting a bankroll, and we'd like to build it up throughout the week. And uh, so you got full sheets of handicapping today for the Big A Aqueduct and at Churchill Downs again. So what say you? Okay, let's go to Aqueduct's fourth race today, Ralph. It's a mile on the main track, and I like the number one horse in here, Freudian. This is a four-year-old filly from Bob Falcone barn. Madison Olivar boards her right. She's a good young apprentice. She gets weight from the rest of the field. The horse is listed at 9-2 to two on the morning line. She's won at Aqueduct two of her three lifetime wins, and she's won at the distance twice. Number one, Freudian, wins today's fourth race at Aqueduct. All right, number one, Freudian, is your pick in the fourth race at Aqueduct. It's a mile race, but Aqueduct's uh, main track is a mile and one-eighth in circumference, so this is going to be a one-turn, one-mile. And uh, the na- her name is Oliver, not Oliver, but it's Oliver, correct? Oliver, Madison Oliver. Madison Oliver. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure, because you know how I can screw up names. In any case, uh, how long has she been uh, riding? Close to a year, I guess. Really? She would have, well, yeah. She rode here all last winter. She went to Monmouth for the summer. She had a lot of success. Oh, good. And now she's back at Aqueduct. All right. So let's put her in the winner's circle in the fourth race with number one Freudian, the one in the fourth race at Aqueduct. Uh, got anything at Churchill? Yeah, the ninth and final at Churchill, a mile and eighth on the turf. And I like the number one horse in here, King Secret, a three-year-old filly from the Brendan Walsh barn, Tyler Gaff, Leona board to ride. She has five career starts. 
and she's improved in each and every one of them. She has the advantage of breaking from the inside. Seven or two on the morning line. Number one, King Secret sends you home a winner. Today's ninth and final. All right. Well, a pair a pair of aces, I guess. The ones are the uh, keys today. And the ninth race, also number one, King's Secret with Tyler Gaffleon aboard. Ninth race, the one horse at Churchill. Don't forget, full uh, sheets uh, of handicapping today for Aqueduct and Churchill Downs at uh, Jonathan's website. Right, Jonathan? Yes, sir. Thank you, Ralph. All right. Thanks a lot, my man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Somebody jumped the gun with that uh, commercial. What's the deal? We're going to go to it now. We'll be right back with Ernie Perry's clock report for Woodbine and then in search of John and Jerry. Don't go away. Exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, here is Ernie Perry's Clocker Report. Today he only has one horse. Listen up. Uh, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report pick is in the third race today, the third race at Woodbine. Remember, the first post time, a little bit later on Thursdays, their first post time is 1.40 for the opener Pacific time. In the third race, it's a maiden claiming race for two-year-olds at five furlongs. Now, Ernie's the clocker, so you know he's been watching these two-year-olds. And in the third race, Ernie likes number six, Canadian Avro. Number six, Canadian Avro. Uh, this horse with uh, Mr. Savici aboard. And he says uh, the horse is for Nigel Burke, worked on October 15th and 49.20, outworking company by two lengths. He said he likes the fact that Ceviche has been attracted to ride. And so, in the third race, he likes number six, Canadian, Canadian Avro. Canadian Avro is Ernie Perry's clocker report pick in the third race today, the sixth, at Woodbine. All right, we're going to return with uh, John Lindo and, of course, Jerry J. So don't go away. It's another huge nighttime weekend of racing action at Los Alamitos with our first post set for shortly after the last daytime race at Del Mar. The best of quarter horse racing also continues at Los Alamitos, featuring two of night racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. 
the fun kicks off on Saturday night with a concert at the races prior to the first race. Country music artist Tyler Rich will perform a live concert at Los Alamitos prior to the first race. The concert will start at 4.30 p.m. with our first race getting underway shortly after. The first race on the card is a $50,000 event at 1,000 yards. For ticket information, visit NTL Racing. Also on Saturday night, get ready for sizzling quarter horse racing. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the Tyler Rich concert and the live racing action? The Vessels Club is a great table just for you. For reservations, call 714-820-2681 or visit Bergart Sports Bar. The best of racing. It's always at Los Alamitos. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, time to go out to uh, John Lendo standing by in Southern California. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. Uh, you know, um, there are reasons, I guess, for some of the, uh, the situations that are happening right now in racing. Uh, talking about Santa Anita and putting the Tapita racetrack on the infield. In and, and maybe even a reason why Del Mar got... Uh, two Breeders' Cups in a row now. But first, to Santa Anita. Santa Anita, um, of course, is putting in the, the synthetic racetrack in their training track, which is the third one in in the oval in the middle of the, the racetrack, right? But in doing so, they're going to close uh, something down. They're going to close down a little bit of, uh, obviously, the track to do it. Right. Uh, the materials are headed over from Europe now. Uh, and then once they get here, and I think they're supposed to be here in about a week or so. Uh, they'll start mixing them, the tapita, and then uh, they'll begin construction. They'll, they'll have to remove the uh, current training track surface, mm-hmm. set up all the drainage that has to be done uh, for, for a tapita surface underneath, and then lay down the new surface. So it's going to take about two months to put in that new track on the training track. And during that time, that obviously the training track will be closed. But the the, the timing is kind of strange to me, Ralph, because you've got – the, the Santa Anita meet that'll be kicking off, you know, day after Christmas. And the, the turf horses absolutely use that, that training track all the time to train. Uh, most of the grass horses work on that because they're not allowed to work on turf. Uh-huh. So they won't have that for two months. And, uh, you know, you, you just wonder, you know, with that long meet starting out, not being able to train grass horses over a service that they can get fit on. Uh, how that's going to affect the grass horse population, which we absolutely need in Southern California, yeah. and the time of year. What if it starts raining in December, 
And while they're trying to put this thing in, you know, and they've got to get that drainage right because they have that tunnel that goes from, uh, you know, the barn area underneath the main track and turf course yeah. to the training track to train. And if you don't get that uh, drainage right, uh, there could be problems. So a lot of a lot of questions about the timing and when they want to put this in. Well, logically, wouldn't it be wouldn't it have been better just when they ended their meet when they went down to Del Mar for all that time to do it then? I guess they didn't want a chance, uh, you know, uh, having it delayed uh, for Breeders' Cup. I guess. Well, and, and it, was, it was a it was a matter of getting the materials. They oh, didn't they didn't have them by by the early summer, but okay. maybe it's something that they should wait should have waited till to the end of this uh, upcoming meet in, in the summertime because. Like you guys have mentioned, most of the horses that are going to race at Del Mar are still stable at Santa Anita. Yeah. So there's constant training going on up yeah. there uh, on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And if you're going to, you know, start trying to put in this new training track while all the horses are there, you know, there's a lot of machinery and all the other stuff that goes mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It, it can be a little chaotic. I, I, you know, we'll see how this works out. Uh, and now, of course, we're talking about Del Mar getting two uh, Breeders' Cup back-to-back, uh, not only this upcoming one, but in 25 as well. And then, of course, you got Belmont that's out of the circulation because of the construction still going on there. And Keeneland, uh, I guess, uh, they're putting on a, a, a huge new building, a, a clubhouse uh, building there, uh, a big little grant. Well, they, I guess, uh, uh, Keeneland made an announcement during their, their fall meet that they're going to create this big restaurant building over by the paddock where the general entrance is. Yeah, yeah. And it's a huge building that they're going to redo, and it's, it's going to take a little time. So, uh, the, you know, they weren't in a position to commit to any kind of Breeders' Cup in 2025. Uh-huh, yeah. So you take them out of the mix. You take out Belmont, who's redoing their grandstand yeah. and everything else. So I understand that the Breeders' Cup committee did meet with Churchill Downs. Uh, they tried to do some negotiations. And, uh, you know, if you've ever tried to negotiate with Churchill Downs, that's not an easy thing. No. And they couldn't get a deal done. So, uh, you know, and that uh, in 2025, the date's... Around the Breeders' Cup, fall uh, they fall in Southern California to Del Mar, mm-hmm. so that's why Del Mar got the dates for a second year in a row. So uh, it'll be three straight years in Southern California. Uh, I, I'm not unhappy about it, but they they didn't really have a lot of options. Well, you know, I mean, what happened at Gulfstream Park? Weren't they part of uh, the circ? Uh, you know, the rotation. There's no place for people to sit, Ralph. I think they, you know, they they probably have less than twenty. 20,000 seats available, oh, uh, everything would have to be temporary seating. And, a lot of and tents. as you know, yeah. by November, they're trying to get their, their turf course back in shape to race because they race year-round, and by early summer, it, it's beat up from the winter meet. I can solve that problem. <laughs> you can. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, we have a stadium for NFL. we got the Raiders here. We're going to have uh, baseball. The Oakland A's uh, are going to come here, a brand-new uh, ballpark for them. We've got a state-of-the-art, uh, an arena for our uh, you know Stanley Cup uh, champion uh, Vegas Golden Knights, which are heading for, I think, maybe a second one of those. And, of course, we got the uh, the same arena that houses the two-time world champion uh, women's uh, WNBA. We could, you know, you you look, you go along uh, Las Vegas Boulevard uh, out towards the the uh, South Point and and further down out towards uh, the you know the M Resort. And there's plenty of land out there to build a domed racetrack specifically for Breeders' Cup. How about that? 
Well, if you've got the money, I'm sure they'd listen. Well, they uh, you listen. There's 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 a, a planned uh, uh, hotel casino complex with apartments and all shopping and all that, and another arena going on that's tagged at about three billion dollars on that same road, a little bit further down. So they'll find the money if uh, if you, if somebody wants to do it. That's for sure. That would be then that you just have the Breeders' Cup here every year. Be great. <laughs> well, that that would be a good one for me. Yeah. That, that would be uh, just people. Lo- be people around. people would love to come to Las Vegas and spend a week here for Breeders' Cup and all. That'd be great. Great idea. Just uh, tell them to think about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have the Breeders' Cup committee give you yeah. a call. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, starting Del Mar tomorrow. How's the uh, the cards look? Okay. Uh, it's you know it's not as uh, deep a card as you get in the summertime with all the ship and win horses. There is still a ship and win program, mm-hmm. uh, but I think there's three or four tomorrow on the card. It's not nearly as aggressive because it's hard to get people out for the winter time. You'll you'll see the turf racing be very very emphasized because around the country, as the turf courses close for the winter, there are more options to come out here. They had that turf festival during Thanksgiving week, which will be strong. Yeah, uh, they go to the traditional pick six, which I like. Uh, you know, they, they're not doing the jackpot during the fall meet. It's a dollar minimum like Santa Anita. And we've got a 12.30 post time, a little bit earlier than the summertime. So a lot of things that, that I like about it. And if you haven't been out at Del Mar in the fall meet, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, low 70s this yeah. week, and it'll be clear blue. It'll be it'll be perfect. So it's a great way to come out. And, you know, for us regular horse players, we take back the track for a few weeks. And, you know, the thing about Del Mar's fall meet like this, it's not overly crowded. But it's just nice and comfortable to get out there to enjoy that racing in a very comfortable and beautiful atmosphere. That's for, for sure. It puts you in the right spot. And listen, this is the Bing Crosby meet, so it's going to be named after all of the uh, famous, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hollywood uh, types and Hollywood stars of uh, that uh, era. And they start out tomorrow with a feature race named after the greatest movie ever made for horse race gamblers, the Let It Ride Stakes. That's right, uh, the Let It Ride. I I won that race a few years ago with a horse named Risky Proposition. I wanted to meet Richard Dreyfuss, who's a Solana Beach resident here. He was not at the track that day. Uh uh, I mean, perfect. uh, Yeah, uh, just a terrific movie. And, you know, you you see all those Damon Runyon characters in that movie, and I swear to God, they're all running around the racetrack still. Yeah, no question about that. And when you say, of course... Uh, it's the Bing Crosby meet, but they did uh, manage to incorporate some of the bigger races at Hollywood Park. The Hollywood Park used to have during this uh, their meet when they had it over the Thanksgiving weekend. And you'll have uh, races like, uh, of course, the Hollywood Turf Cup. And then uh, the, uh, I believe, uh, There's the Matriarch, Matriarch uh, the Hollywood Derby, the Native uh, Diver, the, and the Sea Biscuit. So, yeah, yeah there's, there'll be some really good turf racing. You're going to see a lot of the. The East Coast guys, you know, they got they've gotten a taste of it the last few years. Chad Brown is usually out. I know Jonathan Thomas has a couple of horses opening day. Uh, Flavian Pratt is riding this meet. He was he won it last year the uh, the the meet title, so he is back to ride this meet. I'm looking forward to seeing Flavian on a daily basis. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, you, we're going to have uh, Graham Motion. I'm sure Christophe Clamont comes out quite a bit. So we're going to get a lot of those East Coast turf horses out here during the meet. Yeah, uh, well, let's hope that uh, the veterinarians in the HISA will let them run. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that as we get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, you know, they, like I said, uh, the, uh, a lot of stakes races named after the, uh, the stars of the past during that era, like Desi Arnaz, Gary Grant. you got a whole bunch of them there. So it's going to be a lot of fun, the Del Mar meeting that starts tomorrow. 
And uh, the Linda report? Uh, th- this week, just doing Del Mar, took a couple days to relax after everything with the Breeders' Cup, and then uh, I'll let you know what we're going to do next week. It's a three-day-a-week uh, meet, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, except they add Thanksgiving Day, Thursday. Uh, so on those other Thursdays during this meet, I'll find another track to fill. All right, John. Well, uh, thanks a lot. We will uh, crank up the Del Mar Fall meeting when it starts tomorrow, and uh, you know, and now we'll start uh, contemplating uh, what uh, who should be horse of the year. Yep, here we go. All right, thanks a lot, John. All right, good luck today. All righty. When we come back, we'll be in search of Jerry Jackowitz. Now, I you was going to give him all this time to talk about his thoughts about. Oh, here it is. Never mind. Stop the stop the commercial. Stop. There you go. Jerry finally got on with us. You know, we we try to give him enough time to talk about Breeders' Cup and all that, and uh, he just jumped in. So, Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Well, give me a, give me your thoughts about uh, Breeders' Cup. You only have a couple of minutes. I, I had a good 10 minutes aside for you, but uh, go ahead. Okay, well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. Uh, uh, I thought, of course, we talked about it before. Fierceness really was the star of the whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, his race was, you know... Starting to get up there with the the Nyquists and the uh, American Pharaoh mm-hmm. kind of speed figure, so it's really in, not quite as fast as American Pharaoh was as a two year old, but pretty close, and that was really impressive. And uh, you know, we also basically rebreak with a sixteenth out and just even separate more, so uh, that was something else. And uh, and I was surprised at how you know John actually hit on it when he said that the uh, the classic, really, the, you know, the not the classic. I mean, the, um, the, the we really didn't have great older handicapped horse, and he picked uh, Usha Tesoro, and I had him on as one of mine, and because it was a weak bunch, and I, they ran ran like a weak bunch. They ran a, a really substandard number for that class. Uh, so White Abario, who did very well on by himself, really wasn't uh, facing the toughest competition, and that was sort of a shame that we had a a weak class of older uh, grade one horses. Um, but I also thought that Elite Power was uh, the, was one of the great stars of of um, the whole thing as well. He really, I guess this is the end of his career, I don't know for sure, but uh, he ran a stellar number and, um, you know, he looked fantastic doing it. And he really just, um, he basically took care of them without uh, without really breaking too much of a sweat. But he did run really a big number, I thought so. As, as far as numbers are concerned, what about Cody's wish? Did he run a, a decent number? In he your, ran it, your well, opinion? You know, again, uh, and there, a weak, uh, a weak division. He ran a 79 on my numbers, and usually the mile should be run at this class 81 or above. So it was uh, about three, four lanes off of what I would consider the class. But the class this year, as well as in previous years, has been a little bit. Uh, Week the one mile the, the the class of one milers on the dirt has not been comparable to what it's been in years past and um, so he was he was he ran good I mean he saved every inch of ground he did what he had to do to to get a a win and you know that's the that's the name of the game but uh-huh. uh, he didn't put out um, a speed figure that. I think was uh, the class should be hitting. So okay. you know, last you know we had horses like um, 
flight line last year, they were hitting like 83 and oh, a half, 84. Yeah, the flight line was, uh, he's... Uh, right, right. But he was beating a horse like Life's Magic that runs 81s and 82s on my speed figure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, the, the, these guys yeah. are a far cry from that class. Of All course. right, listen, uh, we'd love to spend a little bit more time with you, right. uh, but uh, we need picks because we've got a minute left, so go. Right. And you know, I'm like the only one who really cares about this stuff. Yeah, okay, I just want to know who wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the fourth today. We got Mariah's Fortune, the three horse, looking pretty good. Note, I thought they were going to be off the turf. I got a bad weather report, so they're going to be on the turf. Yep. But I'll take the three in race number four over the one, two, six, two reverses. All right. The two is scratch, so you got the three over the one, six. Okay. In the fourth race, three over one six and reverse. Jonathan Hardoon likes the one, so you gave me a Sirocco play. You and Jonathan oh, together in that race. The Sirocco play is the box of a one three three one, but you are three over one six with the two being scratched. The three is the key in the fourth. Uh, and give me a bonus play, and we'll let you go. Let's go to the fifth race, Ralph. We've got uh, necessary and proper. The nine horse for Dick Dutro, mm-hmm. um, second start of a career. Um, Give this filly a shot. Uh, and the three to one seems fair. I'll take the nine over the four, five, eight, nine. Just reverses to break even. It's all about the nine in race number. All right, five. the nine over four, five, eight. Obviously, you can't put the Perfect. nine over the oh, nine right. again. So the nine over four, five, eight, and reverse two dollar ROI on the nine. And you gave me a rolling double. So I'm going to do a Soraka rolling double now. Fourth race, the three, uh, and the fifth race, the nine. So it's going to be three nine right. rolling double starting in the fourth. Jerry J's Power Pages for the rest of Aqueduct today. Available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. Don't forget, Jerry also does Del Mar, and that'll kick in tomorrow. And hopefully, God willing, Crick Don't Rise will be back here tomorrow as well for you. So there's only one more thing to say on this almost Friday, Thursday show, except go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.